Welcome along to the latest Forever Blue podcast. Thanks very much for your company. Don't forget, if you find us on a podcast platform, wherever it is, give us five stars, give us a great review, hopefully, um, and we'll get to the top of the rankings and you'll hear even more of us. Uh, thanks very much, too, if you listened to the Andy Morrison special a couple of weeks ago. It's still uh, if you've not had a chance to listen to it, uh, and it's well worth a listen, though I say so myself. Thanks very much too to Hot Click Marketing uh, UK, who are based in Manchester. They're a Google Ads and Pay Per Click management team. As I say, they're based in Manchester, uh, and Tony, the lad who runs the company, is a blue. So bear that in mind as well. And follow them on Twitter um, at hot underscore click, and uh, you can see what they do. So we thank them. Uh, and I also thank everybody who's voted for me in all of the. Uh, various uh, guises of vlogger and podcast host uh, in the best what was it called the the best football blogging awards.co.uk that's it so thanks very much uh, for that now i have with me four uh, people today uh, one of which um, uh, has a very different sounding voice than normal we'll get to that in a second <laughs> yeah speak in a second <laughs> Let, let's start on my left hand side first of all who are you um, I'm Adam. Um, you probably might be a good podcast for you, might not. I don't. Uh, been a city fan since I've since I've been born, and uh, I'm quite pessimistic. I don't think we can win the quadruple, so I'm going to be quite bring people back down to the ground tonight. Hopefully, I'm going to save uh, the the voiceless one till last. So we'll go to the other end now. <laughs> and, um... uh, I have got another voice. Hi, I'm Matty Dove, uh, your favourite or least favourite guest on the Forever Blue <laughs> podcast. Uh, lifelong city fan, like the rest of these lads. And, uh, yeah, I don't think I believe in the quadruple either, so maybe we're going to have quite a pessimistic one today. Sounds <laughs> 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 Keep listening, keep listening. Hi, I'm Paul from Prestige Car Repairs. Um, <clears throat> lifelong City fan. Do I believe in the quadruple? I'll tell you after. Say it all. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know I, haven't actually, I haven't even asked the question yet. What are you bringing the quadruple up for? And we've got somebody next to me here yeah. who's hardly got a voice, but... He's still here. Yeah, it's not through uh, any silly business here or anything like that. Flame me, not a person. So tonight, Matthew, or tonight, Ian, shall I say, I'm going to be Alan Dyche. <laughs> or Gary. Is that and, it? Uh, Is that your no, intro? Well, it's not normal. I'm a long City fan, like the rest of these guys. Um, absolutely love the club. And I think this is my seventh cap tonight, Ian. Can't wait to get stuck in. Right, well, no gonna... mention of quadruple from me. Right, oh, good, good. We might come back to that later on. Uh, one of the things I'm going to talk about a little later on is programmes, and I've been asking people, that's the match day programme, um, what, what they think of programmes, and I'm going to obviously ask you guys, and if anybody wants to comment after they've heard the uh, podcast, um, and there'll be a bit of this again on, on my YouTube account, because we put t- 10 minutes or so of last week's podcast on there as a video for you to see what we thought about VAR and we're going to do that from time to time and see what you think see whether you like that whether you want us to do more of that Uh, I'm also going to talk a little bit I can anyway uh, about the new film The Keeper about Bert Troutman even though these four haven't actually seen it yet but I've been privileged to see it so a little bit of a sneak preview of that but we've got to start by asking you really first of all um, should the Swansea game be replayed (laughs) (laughs) no As if he said that, 
I don't listen to talk sport anymore, and I don't follow them on Twitter because I know it's just going. Who, who, who said it? Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, let's let's just Durham? explain this story. Go on, Paul. No, I mean I don't know who. I'd, I'd, it was Adrian Durham on talk sport, oh, isn't it? Well, there we he go. He said then. that you know <coughs> City have all these all this amazing resources and uh, supposedly the best team in in the country, the best team in the world, all this money, and if they, if they were really showing class, then they should just. Just, just say, yeah, we'll, we'll have another game because, you know, <laughs> clearly City couldn't win it couldn't win it legally when, you know, the amount of times we've been done out of done out of games in the, in the past few years and people have gone, oh, it's all right, we'll have a replay. Less, it's not see, right. see, and he was serious. He, he was wasn't serious. just having it. Well, was he serious? You know, it's just to get the, get the, view, get the listens, yeah. get the clicks, all that type of stuff. I've blocked so, it. I don't, I don't follow any do of the presenters. Either. Wasn't the example used of that game when uh, was it Arsenal um, semi final of the FA Cup when the ball went out? Yeah, semi final. Yeah, we, yeah. we got knocked out <laughs> and we didn't get a replay then, did we? So, I mean, obviously, there was the the bony goal for Wolves earlier this season, so that would have been another game that yeah. in theory you could have replayed. So yeah. the full season again. So hang on a minute. Didn't didn't, didn't Liverpool have? A game where there was two dodgy goals when the linesman was watching Lalana's yeah, and and it, and he, he was blatantly miles off. It was the one against West Ham. Finish one all. Is that a one? Yeah, so we're, are we playing West that one again game, as well? Yeah. Are we? Or does that not fit? The only one who has not contributed yet is Matty, so he's no he doubt. He's, uh, he's I'm gonna trying s- to choose my words very carefully <laughs> without slandering Durham. <laughs> Uh, I just genuinely don't think it's worth a response. I think it's an embarrassing comment for him to make. Uh, and it isn't worth a response, like you've all just said there. If we're going to go off that card, we might as well replay the whole season. There's so many games where wrong decisions get made. And it's embarrassing for him to even suggest half seriously that it should be replayed. I do think there's an element of he's just trying to clickbait and get people raging and get people coming in. Maybe that's why he's good at his job. Maybe that's why he's kept it so long because he keeps people interacting with that bad, bad radio station. But uh, yeah, I just don't think it's worth a response. I think it's embarrassing. All right, it, so so let's not respond directly to that. But there is the bigger question, which is VAR again, which I know we talked about a couple of weeks ago, and the fact that in the game that City played at Swansea, there was no VAR. And yet, later the same day at Wolves, there was VAR. And obviously, different um, competitions, different games have had and have not had VAR. So on a more general note, I mean, the Champions League from now on, it's going to be consistently brought into every game. Next season, in theory, as long as it still goes ahead, in every Premier League game, it will be brought in. But here we have a competition, the FA Cup, where even within the same round... It's in some games and not others. Is that acceptable? What do you think of that? I don't think, it, well, I don't think it's acceptable because you're talking about a championship ground. It's not a farmer's league, the championship. We're playing <laughs> in proper, you know, in proper stadiums. It's a, it's a high, what, high level. And the stadiums are state-of-the-art even in yes. the championship now. But what's so they're the, capable of having it. What's the reason for not having it? They're saying like they've, they've not so got free phrase electric or something. Yeah, no, no, it's just because it's, it's a championship ground so we're not going to introduce it in championship grounds. But... That, that's okay if you're talking about the championship as a league where no one has it, but if you're talking about in a competition where Premier League teams are involved as well, it just makes no sense because Swansea had it last year when they played Tottenham in the Cup because they were a Premier League team. But just because they've dropped a division, it, it doesn't mean the, the stadium is capable of having it as it's shown last year. Can so we, I don't know why it's not there. <clears throat> the, thing, the thing I wanted to say was <clears throat> none of us actually know what the VAR's about, do we now? Because one minute it was... The, the VR could only be if it was a clear 
mistake yeah, made okay. by the referee, and then he had to go away, look at a screen, and decide himself, not have someone in his ear going, yeah, right, okay, no. Now, I've seen cities have, have, have decisions against us because, um, so, and he couldn't go to the screen because it was broke. Yeah, that was a shambles. So that was in his ear. Then we've had another one, um, there was no screen or nothing, and that was in his ear again. And basically, it was a yellow card, red card rescinded, wasn't it, at weekend? Yeah, does he, that, in that United Wolves yeah. game, yeah, he yeah. just had that through his ear. He didn't, he got, he didn't he go and have a look at anything. I understand why you don't need to go to the TV when it's <clears> offside. <throat> it's clear cut, offside or not offside, so you can have the guy in your ear doing that for you. When it's, a, when it's an opinion, and the referee's always going to... Referees have different opinions, different mm. referees. It's a, the referee has to be the man. He needs to be seen to be in control of the game, in my opinion. And when he gave, when he gave that red card um, in the United game, and then the people are saying, you know, that might, that might be a wrong decision, let's look at it again. That's taking the responsibility completely off the referee. And put it, I agree with letting him have a look, let him have a look as, as many angles as possible, help him make an opinion. As long as, he's, as long as he gets as many angles as possible in terms of forming that opinion the best way he can, then... That, that's great, but he didn't. It, it was just it was the people upstairs that gave him the decision to take away that mm. that red card, which I think I think was wrong. So I yeah I don't know either. I think people it needs to be laid out. I thought it worked better. It's worked better in the World Cup. We need to see as, as a match going fan. Lead, I, think. I know there's there's a massive people. There's lots of people watching at home. But as a match going fan, you've got to sit there. I mean, it worked. It worked to treat you know the, the Schalke game. Because mm. it didn't matter. Every goal went to yeah. VAR, didn't it? We're all weighing it. We're, it all, we're, all, we're all having a laugh about it. But that, could, VAR, be, that yeah. could be the Champions League final, that. Yeah. And there's one goal to decide it. Yeah. And all he sees a blue screen going yeah, VAR. Because yeah. that's the first game that I've been to where VAR has been up. used into it. I've been to a few games where it's been available, but I've, I've never seen it go into it. And you are just stood there thinking, what's going on? Kills it. We're going to watch Rugby League. It's there. Because we scored. We jump up because we scored. And then it's like, oh, hang on a minute. Let's these two come in. <coughs> yeah. Sean Dyche here, his yeah. voice is gone. <laughs> gone. So in, in the World Cup, um, prior to the World Cup, Ian, I watched the video on how it was going to be implemented in the World Cup and they'd split the screen into three so they'd show you the referee talking to the um, hub. What what, they call was this it? on the screens in the this ground? On the screen in the ground. Mm. They'd speak to the referee, uh, the, the, the hub, the referee would speak to the hub, he'd speak to the linesman and then they'd show you the room where they were doing, the, the, you know, making the decision and then you'd see the referee if needs be, then do the TV sign, then go over and have a look himself. <clears throat> like Adam said then, they're showing you a blank screen saying VAR review, telling you what the VAR review's for, but you're not actually seeing yeah. the operation. So I'm not saying that there's a conspiracy behind it, but what is actually going on? People aren't clued up on what is actually going on within that 30 second yeah, minute it spell. To, it has to involve the fans, but I think in the Schalke game, it was still a bit of a shambles. Like the decisions were taking far too long to be made to be made if you want VAR to work it has to be done quickly and obviously there's going to be some decisions which they're, they're contemplating but the whole point of VAR is to like you mentioned the other week to just be clear and concise right that's a foul no it's not a foul that's offside that's not offside if they're debating it for two three minutes it shouldn't be, it's not then it shouldn't be going to VAR at all because at the end of the day mistakes happen in football you're not going to be able to rectify every mistake a referee makes because some of it is up to the referees themselves, some referees would give a penalty for something, some wouldn't. So you can't therefore make a clear cut decision about every foul that gets made. It's easier in other sports like tennis because you just see whether the ball's in or out. And them sort of decisions, you can go to VAR. 
But when it's handballs and fouls, I just don't think they should be using it. But they clearly want to bring it in, but I just don't think it's ready. I've expressed my opinion before, which is very similar to what you just said, Matty, but for anybody that didn't listen to it, for what it's worth, to me, if there is any type of debate that lost less than more than 30 seconds, it shouldn't have gone to VAR. VAR <clears throat> is for a clear and obvious mistake. Now, I've watched once on TV the Sergio Aguero goal at Swansea, once, and as soon as I saw it, because I'd questioned it, I was in the ground and I couldn't tell. I had no idea. I was behind the goal, so I had no depth perception of whether it was offside and I didn't see a replay at the time. I eventually saw it on TV today, I think, for the first time, and I thought, yeah, it's offside. It was instant. There was no debate. There was no, well, let's have a look at it from another angle. You knew straight away. So that meant that that was a, would have been, by VAR, a correct decision and that would be the correct way to do it. But if you were slowing it down frame by frame and looking at seven angles and, you, and people are saying, well, oh, his kneecap might have been offside, or he, then that's the wrong, to me, that's the wrong use of VAR. Yeah, it's not obvious mistake. Uh, and, and I agree with the, the sending off. Sending offs are a lot more subjective. And for yeah. what it's worth, I thought VAR got that sending yeah. off wrong. I thought it was a red card. I didn't think it was. Well, the, but, yeah, but there you go. So that's so unless it's clear and obvious that you should be trusting the referee. Because if we're not careful, we'll get to a point where referees are frightened <clears> of making decisions. Yeah. Yeah. There was one the other weekend where the ball went out of play and they built up to a goal. I can't remember what game it was in, but it went out um, side on the sideline. Uh, I think it was dug outside, and they were debating for four and a half minutes. It was a YouTube video. For the YouTube video started where the ball had gone out in real time. Four and a half minutes later, the referee gave a decision. So for the full four and a half minutes of the video, they were debating whether the ball had gone over the line for a throw-in or not. They built to a goal. And they're doing it like that. And then it's going back. And they're looking that's important, though, because if that was just like the ball going over the line in the FA Cup semi-finals against Arsenal, you know, <clears> them two inches matter because <throat> that's us being knocked out of the FA Cup or not. Oh, they do. So for me... <laughs> that's when, even though that is fine margin, it might not be a clear and obvious error because it's not clear whether it's gone out or not. That being a correct decision, whether it being right or wrong, is is one that needs to be made. In my Do you remember the expression that they used to use uh, where before VAR came in that when they were judging an offside decision? that if they give the benefit of the doubt, that was the expression they used, to the attacking team. So if you're judging uh, whether a ball went out by, uh, you know, two millimetres, or whether somebody's kneecap was offside, me, I'd, even if it went against my team, I'm saying this as objectively as possible, I would be happy to have that philosophy of give the benefit of the doubt to the attacking team. Uh, in the same way... Next season, particularly, when we introduce this new rule where if a ball strikes an arm in the penalty area, even if it's not deliberate, that that's a penalty, as long as it's not within the natural silhouette of the body, that's how they describe the rule, I think we're going to see loads of penalties next year. I think ta tactically, the teams are going to actually aim for the body of players in the hope that it will make some sort of vague contact with an arm and they'll get the penalty. How can that be right? Surely you give the benefit of the doubt to the defender as long as it's not obviously an attempt to stop that's that's my view of it it's the one I'm talking about they, they didn't even look at it from above because it's not a crossbar is it it's not a crossbar above the touchline so with goal line technology there's a crossbar that you can put a camera in and look down so obviously it swings in doesn't it posts swings over the top looks at it goal or not 
with a throw-in, they were never going to be able to see that because it wasn't you, a view you from could, above. The, the, the technology is there because you just talked about it in tennis. There's no reason that all four complete yeah. touch lines, not just the goal lines, can have cameras on them course, that the judge whether it goes. Yeah, right. exactly. So that <clears> should <throat> be an easy one to do, shouldn't yeah. it? So you could do that. I'd, I'd be happy with that personally. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Because it, it doesn't take, doesn't take any. Because that's, I think that's a lot no, of it's a a green light, isn't it? The time that it takes for for decisions to be made, that'll be an instant beep. You know, like you get in a test. As soon as a, a decision becomes subjective. Yeah. Then, then VAR shouldn't come into it, in my opinion. Which I think it should because I think it gives a referee <laughs> an opportunity to have a look at to create that subjective decision, because he's making a subjective decision on one look at it. Whereas if he goes to the TV and he can see multiple angles, yes, it's still a subjective decision, but he's been able to form a better opinion of what. Of then, what in that case, be. don't you think that the ref it should be the referee then that decides if it goes to VAR? It's so when the referee makes it. a decision, yeah. he thinks. Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure about not that. Sure about I'm that. putting it to VAR. Well, I mean, that's what, that's and then, with nobody in his yeah. ear, nobody yeah. in his ear, he goes and looks at it again. So no third party advising him, giving him opinion. He looks at the replay and thinks, yeah, I've seen it properly now. I'm still giving that decision. So not but with then, influence. Do you not worry that referees are going to start second-guessing themselves and yep. thinking like, oh, I've seen that. Like, in normal, they'd be confident in themselves, yeah, that's a penalty, but because they know they've got the option in the back of their head to go and have a look at it again, and the players will be going like over overuse it, it yeah. and there'll be players going like this all the time, like Emily mentioned last week. But that, we've seen and that can easily be stamped out true. with yellow cards. Yeah, that can. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a fair point. It's got to be better than the way we're doing it at the moment. But I do worry that they could over-rely on it if they know that any decision that might they might not be 100% about, they go, oh, well go and have a look at it and it just slows the game down so much it's a debate that's going to carry on and yeah. we'll come back to VAR again let me widen out another subject now which is obviously the pile up of fixtures City beat Swansea fairly or unfairly without the need of the game being replayed whatever <laughs> so we put that one to bed for now City are through there was never any doubt in my mind because I'd heard before uh, the draw was even made that if City were in the semi-final draw, the semi-final would be on the Saturday, which it is at 5.30. It was also, didn't need a lot of, of working out, that the Cardiff game was likely to be played, as it now is, in the midweek between Fulham and the uh, FA Cup semi-final because unless you gamble on the fact City are going to lose to Spurs... In the Champions League, there is no other available midweek. And actually, that midweek means that you put that little bit more pressure on Liverpool because you get back into the right number of games mm. as you go along. Oh, yeah. But, of course, generally speaking, what now City have got is if you look at April, it's every three days and that every single game feels like it's, it's not a just a draw, a wet, you have to win every game. So you flippantly, all you lot, saying you know, quadruple and everything. Now, now let's get to the, the real debate. <clears throat> Not about the quadruple, perhaps, but how realistic, although it does lead on to the quadruple, how realistic is that City can win game after game after game. They've already done it in loads of games into the sequence. They great can't carry on like this, can they? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Well, you're choking it. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. supposed to be choking it, not you. <laughs> we are, we are, you've got to ask. I mean, you're never going to get the opportunity, but you have to ask the players. It's all down to mentality, isn't it? I think it's attitude, it's mentality. It's daft. Uh, I think it's more fitness. And fitness. More about fitness. the amount of games, the amount of games we played, games in their legs. You can see, when I see us looking a bit leggy, and when I see us putting in performances like 
like we have done at times in the last couple of months, I've been I've not been angry at the team because I've I've sort of looked at it and thought, how many games have this team played? I've got sympathy with it. I've got more respect yeah. for the fact that sometimes, you know, we look like we look like we've played the amount of games that we've played. Yeah. Because and it's hard to not to, and that's why I just think winning every game from now to the end of the season, I, I think it's impossible personally. I think if you if you were to go from a completely fresh start, say, you know, say it was the start of the season now, yes, <clears> we can win fifteen games. On the bounce, we can do that. We've done it last season, the part of last season we did that. But now, considering the amount of games that we've got in our legs and the injuries that we've got, and the injuries we still seem to pick up, even though we get players back, there's more tend to go out injured. I don't think we can do it personally. And bear in mind as well that for Brighton, it's their biggest game of the season when they play us. When Tottenham plays in the Champions League semi-finals... That is absolute do or die for them. They can't. Else. They can't win the league. They can't win the FA Cup. So they're going to, and they're going to be in the new stadium. Yeah. So they're going to be as up for it as anybody can be. Uh, I can ob- obviously suggest that United's position as they are now, they will believe that presumably that they can beat Barcelona. But realistically, they probably haven't got a, a lot to play for anymore. So beating us in the Manchester derby becomes a big deal to them. They're the top four. Right? So, so, you, so you can mm. constantly see in these games where, and then and then this is another one I want to chuck in. We're now playing Spurs in two successive midweeks in the Champions League and then three days after the second leg we play them in the league and me as an outsider trying to well I don't mean I am an outsider but you know if you try to look at it neutrally and from the years of experience that I've got look at whoever wins that two-legged semi-final the loser it feels to me you may disagree with me is even more motivated for the game after that, the league game, if Tottenham have gone out, in other words, we're not going to let them beat us again. Yeah, what are the chances of beating Tottenham three times in three days? Well, there'll be more on this Saturday. If we go out the Champions League, there's going to be so much more impotence on that game in the league because it's like, right, well, we've gone out the Champions League, so we need to make sure we win the league. And then that, that's only going to build pressure and anxiety, though, isn't it? And that game will, in effect, be like the Liverpool game was on the 3rd of Jan, where it's intense... It's 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 pressurised. Everyone's going to the ground a bit nervy, yeah. because you know then that you go out of the Champions League, which I don't think we will do to Spurs. And then, like you said, we've got that game in the league then. And if we lose that, like you said, then it's FA Cup. And then it's going to be amazing if we do it. Are we agreeing that it's going to be City have basically got to win the last eight games in the league to yeah, win the league? the league? I think so. Because I don't see Liverpool slipping. No, do I think you? Liverpool no. will slip up me. I think I think we can get away with, with with dropping two points maybe, and and still win it. So I think seven wins I think, and a draw. I think they'll drop, yeah. I think they'll drop, and like I said last week, I firmly believe that Tottenham might beat them. Because they when do they oh, play Tottenham? The next two Tottenham. games are Tottenham and um, Chelsea, aren't they? Yeah. Is it so, it might not be Tottenham and Chelsea, but I think they've got two the next games. Day, the weekend they play Tottenham, don't they? Yeah, and Chelsea then the t- t- team after that is somebody else that my mate was telling me today, and I forgot. I'm sorry, it slipped out of my mind. But somebody else who they could potentially slip Cardiff, against. Cardiff, I think as well. That's a Southampton, it's, it's, Southampton it's, away. It's so a team fight for survival, in my opinion, because there's not one game there for City or Liverpool that I look at and think that they won't win. But there will be, but I just don't know what game it will be. So like Palace and Leicester earlier in the season, they're not games that I would have predicted us to not win. But I didn't think we were going to go unbeaten all season. I go into every game thinking City are going to win, but there will come a time where we don't, and Liverpool the same. When I look at the rest of their fixtures, I genuinely believe both teams could win them all. 
but there is going to be a game or two maybe where one of them slips up and I think what Adam mentioned before about fitness and stuff it is going to come into it injuries are going to play a part if Van Dijk got injured then I think top, uh, Liverpool could easily slip up if we had a few more injuries we could slip up so I think there's so many factors to take into account but I think the fact that we've had a lot of injuries is a bit of a worry um, a lot of people forget that quite a few of our players came back pre-season early so their season's been long, even longer because they had the World Cup and then they came back early because they wanted to show the manager that they were ready to retain the title. So there's so many factors that come into it, but I think it is going to be such fine margins who wins this league. I think it could easily be two points or less. So if you're all saying that City aren't going to win the quadruple, what are they going to win? I think we'll win the Carabao FA Cup. Cup. FA Cup's a, a must. Well, the league. The league's a must for me. Like, if we win nothing else but the league, I'm buzzing. I'm not asking you which one you want to win. I'm saying who you want you. I, I, I agree I with Paul. We'll think we'll I win. think they'll win the Carabao Cup. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also. No, I don't think they will. You know. <laughs> if I was putting money on it, I'd probably say the FA Cup. Yeah. And then I would say probably the league is the third most likely and the Champions League the fourth most likely. I think so. Champions League such small mar- such small margin. Yeah. Plus like, treble. Yeah, if we do a treble, we're talking about that like, oh yeah, we'll win the FA Cup. That's uh, a treble. Like, that's no, a domestic treble. That's brilliant. But we'd all rather win the Premier League than Champions League. Yeah, yeah. I want the, I want the Champions League. I want the Champions League. Absolutely. This is this is strange for me because this is really genuinely the first time I've talked about winning a treble. I've never, it's never even crossed my mind to, yeah. that we could win the treble. If I'm being honest, is that because there's not a lot in there apart from uh, spanners, spanners and stuff? And <laughs> all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Where, oh, it's brain. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? I no, but I just haven't. I've not. It's not crossed my mind that we we actually could win the treble. Basically, the fact is, if we win every game now till the end of the season, we've won the treble, haven't we? And the quadruple, yeah. Sank two or whatever. If you came yeah, yeah, yeah. the charity yeah, yeah, shield, yeah, yeah, I would. Well, one thing that I want to mention that's been really doomed over the last couple of weeks is that the emphasis that other fans and the media are putting on this quadruple, whereas yeah, yeah. us fans, you know, we, it's getting into our heads now a bit as yeah. well because we hear so much about it, but we don't talk about it anywhere near as much as other fans talk about it and the media talks about it, yet we're meant to be, you know, a little club and we're always going about other people, we're obsessed with United, all that type of stuff. And what would be so annoying is when, when we inevitably, in my opinion, don't win, the, don't win the quadruple, it'll be the stick to beat us with, mm-hmm. when actually we could have won a triple, which will be an mm-hmm. unbelievable achievement yeah. and could be, you know, he's up there, you then put us up there, one of the best ever English sides. Then people would go, yeah, but you didn't win the quadruple. One of our, one of our uh, United mates said, well, um, did, did you're a failure if you don't win the quadruple. So I said, well, was United's trouble winning team a failure? Yeah, they were a failure as well because they didn't win everything. You, you're not, you're not, a, you, you've not succeeded unless you've won everything. It's like, shut up. You're yeah. saying that's about yeah. your own point. We have to when, accept that. You can be successful without winning yeah. everything. We're never going to get the recognition. That that's if, it, we, if we won every single game in every competition, it's be, oh, you won it with a checkbook. So in 50 years' time, we might. It. Yeah, I'd like to think in a long yeah. term we will when all this bitterness is gone. And I think we've when got to realise... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a key word you use there, bitterness. That yeah, is what it is. Yeah. I'd like to think that... Um, I've lost my train of thought there. Ignore me. <laughs> completely ignore me. <laughs> that had a really important point there, but it's completely <laughs> gone out of my head. Have you, you got any important yeah, points? <laughs> just just one, one simple one here. Would you be prouder to win the Champions League or the Premier League this season? Would you be prouder? I know what your answer to that is, and, and 
the only thing I can say is the reason I want to see win the Champions League is nothing to do with pride because I would be proud of whatever yeah, they achieved, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, even if City didn't win another trophy this season, but have the League Cup and the, the Community Shield for what that's worth sitting in the cabinet and have got to, and let's, this is where we are now, the semi-finals of the FA Cup, the quarter-finals of the Champions League and finish second in the league. <clears throat> if that's how it finishes... I will be immensely proud of what City us, have achieved this season. And you've got to see us play Schalke over two legs, which absolutely, is something Absolutely, absolutely. Like. So I, I would be immensely proud. The reason I say the Champions League, and I know I'm going against probably the majority of City fans when I say this, because I'm pretty sure that the majority of City fans want another Premier League title, is a selfish reason, really, because I've been lucky enough to see them win three Premier League titles in the best <clears> possible <throat> set of circumstances when you add them all up, you know, beating United in stoppage time and all the rest of it then the Steven Gerrard slip and, and winning that and then the Centurion season yeah. we've seen three unbelievable ways, ways of winning the Premier League I've lost count now of how many times we won the League Cup we've won the FA Cup with Yaya scoring against United in the semi and then of course against Stoke in the final um, the one thing that's missing from if you want to call it this my supporter CV mm, yeah. <laughs> is to see them win the Champions League and that would be the fulfilment of everything I've ever dreamed of that's why I want the Champions League that makes sense and he's, he's, a, lot, he's a lot older than us as well yeah, so his it. days are numbered thanks <laughs> <laughs> Paul yeah go with it <laughs> do, you think, do you think it's like um, do you think it's like um, we win the Champions League and then we can put closure on it and say there's, we've done there's it there's a bit of that and as I'm well not, I'm yeah. not too it's like the bike you're far back in it I'm, it's just it's ticking a box now for me. Win the Champions League, it's done. I'm not bothered if we don't win it ever again. Can't stand the competition. <laughs> when, when when we're in it, when we're playing a match, you've, you've, you're playing a match in the competition. You so can't you want stand to it. win, but I can't stand the Champions League. So, so, so just give me a, let me give you a scenario. I love it as a kid watching it. Now, I know that I know that financially and in terms of your life and everything, it's hard for you to get to away games and and getting to away European games is is even harder. I get that, so that I can understand why to a certain extent that will disenfranchise you from the Champions League and obviously the the perception that fans have of UEFA and the way that City have been treated adds to all that. But if it comes to it and you are lucky enough to have a ticket to be in Madrid on June the 1st and City lift the European Cup, are you telling me that you wouldn't be overflowing with emotion and no, think that happy. was the greatest moment of your life? I'd be, I'd be, happy, I'd be, happy, I'd be happy because it's us winning it and, and we can say that we've won it and a bit, you know, the same reasons as you. We could, we could tick it off and say we've won it, stop, stop digging us out for it now, but the competition itself in its entirety really... I liked it as a kid growing up because we were never in it and we never had the pressure of having to win it because how were we going to win it under Keegan? How were we, it? How were we ever going to win the Champions League under Pace or even use? Jesus. <laughs> 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 I was going to score. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> can, I, can I just give you a little statistic? On the day we're sat here today, <laughs> Kevin Keegan, uh, sorry, um, Stuart Pace took first charge game. of his first game today, all those years ago. Did we not and, get and ended up, I think they lost 2 1, but then went the rest of the season unbeaten under Stuart oh, Pace. So it. what we are you saying about Stuart, Stuart Pace? Well, I know I scored a goal, but I think we could win it. Um, we could we could win it, and I'd be I'd be proud of us winning it because we'd done it. But in terms of the competition itself, like you guys said, it doesn't matter whether we win it or not. Mike said it. We could win every game in every comp. We'll still get rid for something. 
You know, if we, if we won it's one nil, it's a dirty competition. It, for it me. is. Even if we won one nil, we didn't win five nil at Champions League final. I just think it's you know a mean? dirty, horrible competition. If I'm being honest, I see the FA Cup and stuff like that as being pure, pure and wholesome, and then you've got this. Dirty champions. Is that because we've got a great they're all corrupt, they're all sat at the top table and they're all backhanders. This is a controversial view, this. Yeah, it's a dirty competition. It's a dirty competition. But Mott City. Backhanders everywhere and all. Hang on a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All they're sat on the top table with their trouser legs rolled up in aprons on and stuff. Allegedly, right? And we turn up with our shell suit on and you don't like us, do you? So, what we're saying here is that even though City playing devil's advocate, cheated their way past Swansea yeah. to potentially go on and win the FA Cup. That's fine, but in the Champions League, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a terrible corrupt well, competition. Does that make it even sweeter if we did win the UEFA Champions League and they all hate us? It's like a big oh, two yeah, yeah, up it is, it is, but then we've done it then and it's like they're going to have to accept Doing the national anthem, uh, the anthem, I mean, in the final would be quite something, wouldn't it? Yeah, yep. yeah I'd love to do that, yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd that. be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> I do think it's a dirty competition. It's too it's corrupt, it's horrible, it's backhanders. World Cup's the same, it's all <laughs> well, if, I, if anybody knows about dirty little competitions <laughs> <laughs> it's probably Paul, that's the environment he works in. <laughs> I think I think, yeah. I think the City fans should do the opposite and learn learn the lyrics to the Champions League song and sing it. At the end well, in the they, final, well, they, they've got limits. Just sing it and then boo your own version of it. It's just a woman wobbling. I'm surprised. Actually, that's a. You know what? Because that's what City fans do. We make fun of things and we. That, that's, we a, that's a great point. Why has nobody come up with like an alternative City lyric yeah. that goes along to the Champions League? We haven't got the vocals for it. I don't think we get them notes. I definitely haven't got the vocals for it. Definitely not. Imagine the champion. Right, I'm going to draw a line on that one. We'll come, we I'm sure we'll come back to that subject <laughs> as well. So another subject that I threw ahead to today and want to talk about, which seems mundane by comparison, and I don't know whether you've got the same sort of um, extreme views on it, um, are programmes. Now, I brought a programme along, um, and obviously, um, if you're listening, then... <laughs> It's pointless me bringing this programme along, but, but I've got, yeah, so you can hear it, you can hear it on the microphone. And uh, so I brought this, this is a home programme, but I'm not specifically meaning what do you think of the City programme and, and, and getting you to do a critique. It's about generally programmes and whether you buy them, whether, whether they contain what you want, whether they're good value for money, all that sort of thing. I mean, we have a the programme against Watford there. Um, I mean, we can, go, we can go through it, it's three quid, isn't it? Uh, the programme these days so it's got um, some chat though, I've seen 54 pages altogether very similar um, and if you flick through it obviously it's got the statistics at the back which is what a lot of people love and I, I must have I do as well uh, profile of uh, Watford in this case then a feature on Jeremy uh, Frimpong one of the young players uh, some pictures and, and text about the FA Youth Cup the, the women's game, women's fo- in focus, showing uh, pictures of the women's game, then a kids section for a couple of pages. Official supporters club, uh, they have four pages. Something called City Matches, which is the female fan representative uh, writing the column. Um, an advert, uh, social rap as we call it, another advert, um, some pictures. Uh, pictures here, who's that? Who's, they've got a picture of <laughs> 
David James. David James. That's a different magazine. So the feature there of David James, which stretches over four pages, and a couple of adverts, another couple of adverts, one of the city and the community. Uh, Mark Riley, the, uh, the, the DJ, uh, writing about music by the looks of it. I mean, I'm just scanning through here. Another couple of Eaton's adverts. favourite computer game there, look, plays that avidly. Four adverts in a row, five adverts, six adverts. City Folklore, which That's is about book, Gary, Gary James's James. yeah, um, book. Stuff, yeah. uh, another couple of adverts. Um, what's this? Is a flashback. This is the flashback section that Gary does. Uh, then another couple of adverts, <laughs> another couple of adverts, another couple of adverts, another couple of adverts. Then Mike Summerby's uh, column, which is over two pages. Guess what it's called? The buzzword. The buzzword. A <laughs> couple oh, of pages okay. here, which is showcasing uh, the club photographer uh, and a picture that she's taken of Sergio Aguero. Some more stuff, which is basically an advert for the City Schalke game. Ooh. A little bit about Raheem <laughs> Sterling with pictures. Another advert. Uh, more about Sterling, so they're all together about five or six pages of Sterling. A column from Pep Guardiola, pictures, pictures, index, and there you're back to the beginning. So that, for anybody that's not seen the programme, that gives you a little bit of an idea of the contents. Now, I'll start by saying that, um, you know, I have always collected every, a programme from every single match that I've ever been to, and I have in my loft... Um, every single one of those programmes. So that's well over 2,000 city programmes. And I've been obsessed with them. And if I've ever struggled to buy a programme, I have gone to a lot of trouble to make sure that it was still there in the sequence. And, and they are all there in date order. Just recently, as I get older, as you point out correctly, Paul, um, you, you start... can't get in the loft. Well, <laughs> you're joking about it, but my wife said to me, either they go or I go. Now, I was tempted um, to keep the programmes. <laughs> but, um, but I've decided that and I now am going to throw them all out. Uh, I might keep a, a selection of a few that are particularly sentimental or mean, matter to me, but the vast majority of them are going to go in a skip or if somebody wants to buy them or whatever, but I am going to get rid of them. Um, and, and I have to admit that that Watford programme that I've just flicked through, although um, I brought that home from the game, that's the first time I've actually looked at it. And I find myself now no longer reading programmes home or away. And, and I don't feel as if the content in the programmes is necessarily what I want to read anymore. You guys, particularly, you three, not Paul, because he's old too, um, are used to everything being delivered online. And today, uh, and I'll read it to you in a minute, I had a, I put the, the question out on Twitter to people to say, what do they think? And Gary James, who contributes um, to the, to the programme, um, was actually one of those who was a little bit critical. Because um, this is what he says. Um, I shouldn't say this, uh, as I write a couple of couple of things in the programme, but they've become too big. Need to get back to original purpose of providing team details and content not available elsewhere. I'd also use modern technology to provide video playback on mobile devices when uh, held over images in the programme. Yeah. And what he's, he's talking about is if you can download the programme as opposed to <coughs> a paper copy, yeah. you can have Pep Guardiola, for example, effectively reading his column out yeah. rather than yeah. it just being in print. 
Um, he's so also I, saying that in print you could get a QR code, QR or code. Call yeah. and yeah. scan it and then get the video on it, which yeah. also kind of makes it thinner as well because you you making it's not as it doesn't look as massive and, you and you know, don't have to have big adverts you can have a full page advert you could have a load of adverts on one page you just scan them and get yeah, what you want it. Well, let me ask first of all there's four of you here I'm, I'm, I'm at the moment for home games I'm in the city press box because of the, the role I have so I get given a programme um, so I, 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 I'm exempt really from this so do you buy a programme Adam? No, uh, the last program I bought was for, for the United game in April, <laughs> which clearly, well, I've still got it actually, but I should probably throw it away. I thought it might be a quite a memorable day, so I thought I'd buy it. <laughs> Don't ever buy um, another, mate. I'm never going to buy another program. But um, you before know, that, seriously, you know, uh, I, I don't buy programs. The only reason I bought that program is because I thought it was a, a massive day. Um, that's the first program I've bought since I've probably about six or seven when I didn't go that often, so it'd be like four or five times a season, and I'd pick, you know, three or four up. Um, and, and then just keep them. I've still got them. I've still got them. Probably never read any of those. Even when I was younger, I probably never read them, just got them as a souvenir more than anything, probably to look back on uh, in later years. Now, I don't... I, I, I wouldn't think to buy one because I just... I, all the content's there online in the first place. Well, most of it is anyway. Um, and then some of it's on Twitter, and you can, you can get it all like that. Um, and I just... I don't really have time to be, to be reading the, how many pages you went. I'm just going through it then and you were flicking through it, I was thinking, it's a bit long, this, isn't it? Just you were bored just yeah, to be reading bored, it. Yeah, I was bored <laughs> listening to you read out the summaries of what everything was. Then my bored if you were to read the whole thing to me. So, yeah, it, it just, it's too much for me to read because I don't have the time to do it. And I probably, the, the amount of, you know, money I spend on tickets and stuff. I haven't got three pound every single. Even well, I've got three pound spend on a pint, so perhaps that can contradict my point. But I can get never a pint or something for that, and I prefer to have a pint than read the program. Let, let me come back so. to you in a minute and ask you a different question. But go on, Harlow. Do you buy one? Um, my granddad does when he comes to games with me. That's not what to... I asked. No, do I, you I, buy I, one? <laughs> no. I... I bought, I bought the other <laughs> a bit like a bit like. Hang on a minute, I've got a rest of my voice. Um, a bit like Adam, I, I'll buy the the like the United one last year. We bought one then. I buy the ones that I think mean are going to mean something in years. So the, to so, so did you buy one for example against Schalke in no. the Champions League? No, so you missed out on my brilliant column in very the program. Because <laughs> <No. laughs> what you do is on the new citizens uh, or city app. You can actually read the program online. So I've actually look at you. Yeah, you get you get it as part of your citizens membership. Oh, I didn't well, know. Look at old guys from last season. No, you just swipe through it like that. So you can read my. Column. I can read your column on my phone. Brilliant. There we go. We'll, Some loyalty at least. <laughs> Do you buy one, Paul? I'm, I'm fortunate actually I don't have to because I've got a customer who supplies me with one. Oh, he's, he's got a dealer. <laughs> <laughs> if you go down to his garage you'll see. <laughs> You're not joking there. I, I, I just, like you've just said, they're, they're too big, there's too much in them. I remember getting the programmes years ago and it had basically a little bit of stuff, Peter Swales sort of like talking about some a little bit about the manager, a little bit of the away team and the teams on the back that you used to fill in. And when he announced the team, you used to tick it and then that was it. You write the score in and, and that was it. These, they're, they're too glossy, there's too much in them. Here's a, I mean, I'll come to Matty in a second, but I'm just reading a couple of these tweets out. Andrew Edwards says, always buy one, but hardly ever read it. Waiting for a grandson to inherit them. City's programme is pretty poor compared to others in the Premier League. Some are far too big and bulky these days, but can't stop buying it. 
Yes, they have it. It's, it's part of the match day. For some people, it's part of the match day experience. Isn't it? They go to the same kiosk. They buy King of the Kipax, they'll buy a programme, they'll go in, they'll have a pie, they'll have it, and it's part of that ritual. Yeah. And I think people, for the modern generation, it's yeah. not anymore. No, it's, not no, part it's of an older anymore. thing, it's an yeah. older thing. On the contents, which you can read presumably then online from what Harlan's saying, um, Halvor, who's a Norwegian fan who I, I know quite well, says, I always re- like reading Mike Summerby's buzzword, mm. so he enjoys that. Um, just gonna see if there's anything else uh, that, that's particular that's a bit different here. Um, but go on, Matty. What's your thoughts while I'm looking through this? Uh, well, I've not bought one for several years. When I was younger, when I had a season ticket, when I was younger, I, I had one every game, and I think it was just part of that sort of ritual that you mentioned. I just mm. go to the game, get a drink, and get a program. And I used to get there early, so I think, oh, sit in my seat and read the program. But I think now that we've gone into this technology era. There's not really a need for it anymore. I think you can go on your phone and swipe through while you're waiting for the teams to kick off or whatever. And Get you everything can, you need. Yeah, you can read content <clears> on your phone. There's plenty to be had for free. And I think that may be why the newspaper industry is dying as well, is that there's so much content available Printed for media. free. So Exactly. So to spend £3 on a programme every game, just, there's not a need for it, I don't think. I think I it's a tangible aspect, isn't it? Like you yeah. said, it's, it's having it. Something to hold it. It's a souvenir. <coughs> yeah. so I, I do understand why people still buy it and there is some interesting content in there but I, I just I, I also on a, on a more stranger point I always sort of find them a bit of a nuisance because what you tend to do is you get them and then you kind of do yeah. that yeah. If you don't, if you don't and then you've got to clap or, 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 or I'll put it between my legs and then, and then we scoop your jump and then, don't be putting my programme between your legs hey, <laughs> <laughs> there's no reader's wife section in that I can tell you <laughs> It never fits in your pocket either. It's a, no, it's, 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 it's the wrong. Yeah, you can't blow it up anymore. So hey, down at Swansea, I didn't get one at Swansea, but in that rain at Swansea, imagine having a programme in your pocket. Use it yeah. as an umbrella. Yeah. It would have been just a, a piece of very wet yeah, paper. Yeah. The thing is, we <laughs> see, you sit 117, don't you? Yeah, I'm 119 now, yeah. 119. So Adam sits near me, I've seen him, seen him sat yeah. there doing, doing his business. That's just having a pint. Yeah. <laughs> and um, what, what, what I'm trying to say is, like, me and Jess have walked out the ground a few times and we've not well, bought a You've seen him doing his business. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Jess has come on with two. Like two programs. <laughs> All right. Hey, oh, listen. My there's no need to turn this way. <laughs> right, so we've come on with two programs that she's picked up. People are buying them and then leaving them under the seat. Yeah. So uh, I've, yeah. I've seen 10, 15, some matches just yeah, sprawled out all over the stand. So you bought it, you've not read, you're not telling me you've, you got in the ground half an hour before the match. You've read the whole programme, 65 pages. You've probably, you probably literally scored and they've gone and it's gone. KGD Centurions by Twitter says, weird one this, I don't buy them, my dad does religiously. He thinks he stores them, but I know my mum chucks them away. <laughs> yeah, I don't buy them myself because I used to lose them whilst having a few beers after the game. Uh, I can't do that much these days, but I still don't get a programme. So Absolutely. thanks for the contribution. That was uh, yeah, exactly that, that gave us a laugh. Yeah. But yeah. Is, is there anything that would change your mind or are they just something that in your, particularly in your generation is now not on your radar never would be? I don't think it'll ever be. I don't think from now on it'll be on people's radars. I think I, in you know, 20 years, it's dying out, it's it's dying out. I feel sorry for the obviously, journalists to being paid to produce that content and for me, from a personal point of view, 
As an aspiring as, journalist. As an aspiring journalist, then I'm pretty gutted if, you know, I'm, I'm the one producing that content and listening to people say, well, I don't read it. So, but, but seriously, is there nothing that they could put in that programme? No. That, because I like Mike Riley, Mark Riley, right? Yeah. I, he's, a, he's a person I've met. He's a lovely, yeah. lovely fella, big blue. But I'll be honest, in a football programme, I don't want to read about the Manchester music scene. So I would, no. I'm no interest they, in that at all. Could they not make it free? I mean, you, you work through how many advertisements there are in there. Surely that, that's yeah, where yeah, we had the free edition. Most papers do free edition. Yeah, I, still I still wouldn't. So it's it was not, free, you wouldn't have it, is what you're about to say. Probably not, no, because it's, it's not... I don't, I don't like, wearing, I don't like wearing a coat, because I've got to take my coat off and carry it if it gets too hot. So I prefer to be cold and not have a coat on. Well, here's an idea. So I prefer to not have a programme than have to be lumbered carrying yeah. it. Here, right, here's a different idea, because this, this, <laughs> this happened in Germany, although, interestingly, they stopped <clears> doing it this year, but I'm going to say this anyway, because, um, uh, as you know, I, I'm a bit of a fan of Schalke, and I found this season, when City played Schalke a couple of weeks ago, I was astounded that they didn't produce a programme for the first time, and the guy who is the press officer used to be the programme editor, and I said, what's happened to the programme? And he said, just a, a decision above not to produce one anymore, so you can see that's the direction that they go in, but what I was going to say is in Germany what they do is they produce an online copy like City do but what they also did was that if you were a season card holder that that you would be sent a program free so the program was free and the postage was free effectively because it was include you can argue it's included in your season ticket price but of course season ticket prices over there are pretty reasonable anyway so it wasn't like they chucked something on extra they didn't give you the option and you would get a program sent to you through the post that would land on your mat on the friday so if you got the the, the program on the friday through your front door so you didn't have the problem of having it between your legs at the game or whatever you want to do with it um or, or getting wet or chucking it up whatever it would come on your would you read it then I, I would, probably would yeah. so I'm, quite a lot of times I'm excited about going to the game you know you get home on a Friday and you're thinking oh I can't wait for that game on yeah. Saturday or even Sunday so then if you get it on the Friday morning and by the time you finish work or you finish uni whatever you're doing on the Friday then you're looking forward to a game so you try and take as much we'll try and take as much content in as we can on Twitter on Facebook on what, on the city website before a game because we're, we're getting G'd up for it we want to get ourselves up for it and put music on and all that type of stuff so yeah I can imagine that be, becoming pe- part of people's pre-match routine I'd, I'd enjoy that I'd subscribe to that you know if it was like, if there was an opportunity for City to do that I definitely would do that I'd do that because it, 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 you know all the stuff that you need to know before the game then if you weren't on your phone yeah. you'd have wouldn't you? and you'd just be able to kind of like you say to build your excitement yeah. even more so I mean it'd stop Paul reading the back of shampoo bottles for a start <laughs> 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 shampoo bottles hey, hey. <laughs> I like it. Oh, being balls. Would you? Um, yeah, I would. If you, if it's delivered to me, door. The thing is, you've got um, Royal Mail, haven't you? So we'd probably get it a midweek so, after so, the game. Yeah, so. listen to this. See the advice bites on this one, right? So you get a load free delivered by your dealer. Yeah. Right? Do you yeah, read yeah. them? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, yeah. All right, fair enough. I thought you were going because I've seen them all piled in up them. in your. I've been in them with you, haven't I? And I show all my customers here. They am. <laughs> on my European trip so it's just an ego trip then the, the yeah, only way you'd well, read it is if you're in I've got a pile of them in reception and then they just open on the one where I'm in <laughs> it allows them to put that an extra tenor or some on the price but no would, I would so what about you Matt? Yeah, I would 100% it, it, here's a question as well because 
you're on the, the uh, City Matters Committee, yeah. the programmes ever get talked about? Have they been talked never, about? Never once spoke about programmes. Not worth bringing that up. Oh, that, that's interesting, that. Make a name for yourself there. What do you suggest, though? Making it free? <coughs> Making it free to deliver to your door on a Friday? Or even a bit of cost, pay for postage. But, I don't know, maybe. I don't know. To Quid. be fair, we're already, we've had discussions about tickets not getting sent out on time. So if tickets aren't getting sent out on time, how the heck are they going to get programmes sent out before games? That's a good point. Because I, that's just, this is what I've been, compl- well, not complaining to, but people have mentioned how they've had to go to the ticket office because they're not getting the tickets before the game. So if they can't do that, then... Just got to set the deadline for the for the programme being written earlier. Just the, the deadline's got to be earlier so they're out, out in the post. Yeah. So. Things if they did that. It's a good idea though. I completely agree. I'd subscribe. If they did that though, they'd probably do some like exclusive thing where it'd be like Pep's programme and Pepper go and drop it off at your door and they. Postman Pep. Like Postman Pep. <laughs> Uh, or Gary Neville or Sean, or Sean Dyche could uh, could deliver your programme for you. Hello, yeah, I've got your programme here for you. Yeah, Postman, oh, I love Postman Pep and then my Jess could deliver it with him because that's what the cattle called. <laughs> right, well, we've, dis- we've talked about programmes. Hope you found that interesting. Um, and we'll, we'll always find something weird to talk about like that. Uh, there's now an international break. After the international break... It's expected that Fernandinho will come back. It's expected that Kevin De Bruyne will come back. Uh, Benjamin Mendy, it seems, will come back <coughs> as well. Hopefully Vincent Company is fully fit at the other end of this. Um, it doesn't look as if there's going to be any injury problems. Um, however, we also know... Touch yeah, you're wood. touching wood. I'll touch wood as well. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> so at the end of this period, everybody's going to be fit again. So... Do you bring Mendy in? Does KDB come in? Who, do, who does he replace? Um, who plays in central defence? John Stones will be fit as well. I never mentioned him. John Stones. You've got all four of them in theory to pick at the back. And of course, the, the default position is well, you, 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 you know, this is what Pep will say, no doubt. Um, you can't play your strongest team in every game. But we've already talked about the fact that every game is a must win. So you go to Fulham. And everybody's fit. Does Mendy come in? No. Does Company no, come no. in? Does KDB come in? If, ev- if everyone's fit, if KDB is 100% and he can play 90 minutes, which I imagine he probably can't, he won't be able to play 90 minutes. <clears throat> I'd always start the strongest team, so I'd, I'd start KDB and I'd take David Silver out. I think he's been the least consistent out of him and, him and Bernardo Silver to play in that, uh, the two that, that lie in front of um, uh, Fernandinho. I'd then play Stones and Laporte are my two first choice centre halves, and I think we're most people's uh, first choice centre halves, so. Stones will come back in from his injury. I know he's pulled out of the England squad, but I think that's more precautionary than anything. Um, Mendy, I'd keep Zinchenko in for now and just wait till he has. You see, I say wait till he has a bad game. You don't he want can't him to have one. a bad game. You don't want him to have he's one. On, he's on a good run. So can't I think afford anybody to have a bad game. I think I think he's on a good run. I think against against a really good defensive team. I'd be playing Delph over Mendy still because I don't think Mendy's Delph. good enough. No. I don't. I don't oh, think oh, another controversial comment. I don't think Mendy, Mendy is awful going backwards in my opinion. It's like, it's like, he's awful. I think he's a liability, Delph. Though he's, he's, he's I think defensively he's more solid. Uh, I, well, there's been there's upper, there's times when he throws himself in, doesn't he? FA Cup last year, <clears> FA Cup this year, but that's been two times, and I, I feel like in terms of the defence. And then being there and being positionally aware, I think he's better. 
in that way there than Zinchenko is. I think Zinchenko the reason is why, The reason why I said that was a controversial comment, I should explain, by the way, is that the last game City played was Swansea. And if you look at the marking that players got, and I'll use Stuart Brennan for the Manchester Evening News yeah. as an example, because people will have read that potentially. Uh, Fabian Delph got three out of ten. Now, I'm just going to leave Stuart, that hanging I, in. The, and I you're think, saying... you. you know, I think that might be because he's not played in however long. I, you know, when was the last time he played? When was the last time he started? I don't think it was sharp. Has he started? Well, he's not started the league game, I don't think, all season. But it's the same with Otamendi. Like, Otamendi and Delph were both <coughs> incredibly solid last season yeah. and they were playing regularly. So I don't know, if is it a case of they're not playing well because they're not playing regularly or they're not playing regularly because they're not playing well? We can't afford to be able to try it. No. Um, you know, and that's the problem. Every you can't experiment now. Can't experiment now. But I just think Delph at the weekend it was sharpness, and you only you only get sharper with football. It's a it's a tough one. I mean, I love Benjamin Mendy, but defensively, like you said, and Walker on the other side as well. I think they're like <laughs> it's like having three Kolarov's. Kolarov was amazing going forward at times. He had a rifle of a left foot, but he couldn't defend. I don't even think Kyle's amazing but you don't, going he, forward. I mean, no, you, don't, I you don't have to defend. I mean, his, his final balls, I'd say. Worse, the worst of the three. Colorado's was quality, Mendes is quality, and Walker's is probably the poorest out of the three in terms of final ball and, and execution and whatnot. But I think it'll all come down to the fact not fitness and not, you know, resting players or dropping players. It'll come down to the opposition, like you said, and and whoever we play, if he believes Mendy can get in behind them, and and trouble that back line more than say Zinchenko will, because Zinchenko likes to drift inside a bit more and create a bit as well, because that's his natural position, um, then I think that Pep will try and do whatever he believes will be better against a certain opposition, rather than just picking a set yeah, team yeah. to play everyone. I think our strongest, our strongest team, Mendy's going to be there. Pep obviously rates Mendy defensively more than I rate Mendy defensively, because he'll, he'll play him in those big games. If we get through in the Champions League, we play Real Madrid, and play Juventus rather, and Cristiano Ronaldo's going to be knocking around on either wing, because he can play in the centre. I don't want him against Sinchenko, down there because I just don't think he's good enough defensively but then equally like you say do you want him against Delph you, do you want him against Mendy you don't want you don't want anyone to be you know anyone to go up against Cristiano Ronaldo ideally but I don't think we're going of to those three who would you pick then against out Ronaldo three, yeah, out of those three I'd pick Delph out of the three to go, to, to go against Ronaldo I'd pick Delph but I know that Mendy I know that is it man? We spent over hundred million on fullbacks. And we're talking about fullbacks. We're attacking midfielder backs, right? Hang on a minute. So you're saying you play Delph as well? He's played Zinchenko. Not Zinchenko. He's been voted. Has he been voted Player of the Month? Or he got? I think he got Player of the Month. Yeah, he can't. He can't argue against Zinchenko. But I think Alan's right about the fact that different teams you need a different approach. When Zinchenko comes into the team, he often moves into the midfield during games when we're on the attack whereas Mendy will go on the outside I don't think Mendy's suited to coming inside as a as another midfielder whereas Zinchenko is so I think different teams play different I players. just can't remember what uh, Mendy was like <laughs> he, got, he got down the wind really fast <laughs> he crossed it he breathes in a lot of exhaust. No, he was what he, you know. He's, he's very slow to get going, and once he's going, he's very quick. I remember he's got that. Yeah, yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. But I always seem to, to have this, in, you know, brilliant going, going at defenders and putting balls in, great assists and all the rest of it. But from defence wise, I just remember him being a nightmare, and just the thought, <laughs> the thought of him being against Ronaldo. 
I'm, I'm going to chuck yeah. in one other question and then we'll bring this podcast to an end. Um, and thanks very much for listening. We really appreciate it. Hope you've, we've entertained you and stimulated your brain. Uh, and obviously, hopefully, we'll have stimulated Paul's brain as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but just let so me bad. chuck... So You've got to find one so first to stimulate it. We'll chuck one more. Um, I'm just going to say a name and then, and then just want you to... You, you know what? That word coming, association. Yeah, so uh, I'm just going to say a name and Matty and all the lot. Just, I just want you to react straight away. Riyad Mahrez. Right, Paul, <laughs> your turn. Riyad Mahrez. I feel sorry for him. Riyad Mahrez. Uh, I'm positive about next season. Give him time. Right. That's an interesting response. I was, I was hoping you were going to say Bernardo Silva because I really wanted to talk about Bernardo Silva because the Swansea game, he was unbelievable. If you said Bernardo Silva, I think we should just all do the conger on the table and clap. <laughs> That's an easy one. Everybody knows Bernardo Silva, but the Riyad Mahrez... Do you think it's because he's not got a song? You know, you know how there's there's how many up. games potentially is there left? Doesn't matter. There's not one 50, a week. Fifteen. Yeah. Fifteen. Right. So, which of those fifteen games, or how many of those fifteen games? Let's lock, let's let's not load the question, right? And then I can be accused of being negative. Which? How many of those fifteen games would you start Riyad Mahrez in? To avoid the question, it's not a numbers. Don't game avoid the question. Answer no, it. It depends on who's. It depends on how fit. All right, everybody's fit. Everybody's, everybody's fully fit. Everybody's fully fit, and it's like FIFA, and it's like hundred percent. Everyone zero. <laughs> zero. Zero games because you can play your strongest eleven every single game. And in, in so Donner, City's record game. signing doesn't get a game. No. Uh, depending on the opposition again, if you believe that the fullback is weaker and Mares can come inside him and, and exploit him and then whip a ball into the far corner, like everyone says he does predictably, then yes, I'd play him. How many, do you think that, how many does that equate to, then, would you say, out of the 15, if there are 15 left? It just depends on the opposition's fitness, doesn't it? If they have to drop someone on the Come on, give me an answer, Harlan. Um, Don't just keep avoiding it. I'd probably say um, only a couple, maybe, maybe, or maybe three or four. Three or four. Two, maybe. <laughs> Was this going off full fit? Everybody's fully game? fit. For every game? For every game. But that's not, that's not a realistic possibility. No, of course it? it's no, not. But what's answer. the fun in being realistic? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say zero. Round Bernardo yeah. on one leg. He could hop round and do better. All fully fit every game. As Alan Partridge used to say in his, his mock documentary, uh-huh. on that bombshell, a <laughs> um, <laughs> one-legged Bernardo Silva would get in head of Riyad Mahrez. That's the headline from this, this week's podcast. Thanks very much for listening. Hot Click Marketing are our sponsors and we thank them for that. Uh, give them a check out on Twitter obviously I always put that in the tweets that uh, send out the information about this podcast and one section of this not quite decided yet but one section of this will appear as a video on my YouTube channel and one subject I didn't mention so I'm just going to very quickly throw it in because I don't want to put any spoilers in this is that on Thursday we're recording on Tuesday is the world premiere of The Keeper which is the new film about Bert Troutman I saw it uh, a press screening on Monday and I've got to tell you that it is absolutely brilliant I don't want to spoil it by by I mean Yes, he breaks his neck in a cup final. Oh, That's not a spoiler. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, <laughs> oh. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not a Titanic and it sinks every time. Yeah. It's about the iceberg. Yeah. Yeah. The so, so, sorry to spoil it if you didn't know that, but um, there are other couple of little plot things that, that I won't mention, and, and I found it personally. I had a tear in my eye when the film came to an end. It's not a football film in the sense that it's not all about City, although it, of course, takes him to City and that cup final. Uh, but if you watch it with an open mind and watch it as a real good story about a human being and what he went through and what he overcame and uh, where he got to in his life, I think you will thoroughly enjoy it. I know that you're going to see it, Paul, yeah, in yeah. St Helens this weekend. Will's coming with me, who does all the filming to the premiere. I'll be um, and I know, I know you guys are going to... Are you going to the premiere as well? Premier, yeah, I needed yeah, to review yeah. it then, because I'm going to do a vlog yeah. on my YouTube channel. I've got access to a couple of the stars of the film. Yeah. So I'm going to do a video, which will appear. And I'd love Adam to be in the video there yeah, as well, oh, giving yeah, me his review. Yeah. Um, and whenever we next gather, you can tell me what you thought of the film. But yeah, I really. highly recommend it. Um, so that's it. Thanks very much. Five star rating when you find us, of course. Give us a review, and we'll do it all again next week. Um, thanks very much, guys. Hope you've enjoyed it. 